Welcome back to Marsh's Corner. Uh, on today's episode, I am joined by Tyson Gamble. We're talking all things Broncos, NRL, even do a little bit of American sports. So, um, yeah, it's just a fun chat, really. And that, that's that been my experience. This is Tyson's second time on the podcast, and the the podcast always feels just super normal, natural. I don't know what it feels like for him, but, um, yeah, no, nah, it just feels like we chat and kind of wherever the podcast goes, it goes. And, uh, yeah, had a bit of a few questions at the end, but for the most part, we were just chatting. And, um, yeah, no, nah, it was a good time. I do want to, before we get into it, we're going to jump into the podcast real quick, but... Um, before I do that, I just want to thank him again for hopping on the podcast. Um, didn't get to thank him properly. We we both kind of wrapped up the recording uh, and then both, it, we just kind of hung up pretty quick. Uh, turns out both of us had to pee pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just want to say, because it's not a good enough thank you at the end. Big thank you for him hopping on. Um, but let's get into it. Sweet. So we are recording. Tyson, how you going, man? Good, bro. Very good. Good to be back on. Yeah, it's good. Now we were just talking about uh, our days. Um, I am having one of these because <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> Definitely but... well earned. Well yeah, earned, mate. Yeah, no, I just uh, been yelled at by kids all day, and I'm just trying to take the tension off. Chill so. out. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, knock the edge off, man. Go for it. But yeah, no, you were just saying that uh, working with kids, you don't think you could do it. No, not as a job. I mean, it's it's not too bad because we do footy clinics and that with kids and stuff like that. It's not too bad, but that's only for like an hour or two max. Like, I don't know if I could do it all day, every day. They'll love that too because they're like, oh, there's a Bronco here. They're passing a footy around. Like, you yeah. probably get, you get the best of them at that time. But um, yeah, yeah, it's not, it, it's funny. It's also funny because some of them have no idea who you are and just call you like other players' <laughs> names. And yeah, it's pretty good. It's good value. There's always good stories that come from it. Oh, dude. that's the one thing that I get out of working with kids is there's just a million. I mean, I could tell you this one story from yesterday. I don't know if it's inappropriate. I mean, no, <laughs> no one knows. I'll tell you, it's actually funny. Um, I get, I've been dealing with bad kids all day. And one of the teachers comes up to me and she's like, Hey, Isaac, like, I know you've dealt, you've dealt with all these kids today. Um, but this feels like one that I can't really handle. I think you should talk to the, it was a young, a young boy in a, yeah. a younger grade. Um, and she, she goes, uh, yeah, he's, he's just told one of the girls to eat his penis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she was like, yeah, can, can you talk to him about that? And I was like, okay, sure. And I bring him into the room and they got like this little reflection sheet. And I'm like, Hey mate, like, so, you know, this is what was said. And do you understand that could make, that could make not just any girl, but just any person feel really uncomfortable and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, and I always, I always try to bring it back to like, hey, if you were an adult, like this is, this is kind of how you'd be handled. Like, obviously, like kids throw punches and stuff. So it's like, if you're an adult, you throw a punch just in the street, like you, you get in trouble with the authorities. And, yeah. and I was like, do you know what could? Ha-? And I, I, I set the kid up. It like it's probably my fault, but I was like, hey, man, like, what? Do you know what like could happen if you were to say that to someone? And like, do you know what could happen if you were an adult? And he kind of stops and he looks up and he's like oh they might do it <laughs> <laughs> so innocent hey but actually has yeah. no idea what yeah. they're actually saying nah so <laughs> funny man nah there's always good always good stories for kids but um let's get to some let's get to footy eh um yeah we we chatted it was i don't remember when it was the end of the season last year and um broncos you know yeah it was yeah. season had just finished so it was a while yeah, ago yeah. but uh 
it's it hasn't even been 12 months things are way different now obviously yeah um, absolutely finished well we finished 14th last year yeah not yeah. great i get better, better than 16th the year before but better than 16th still not great but uh pushing for that top four spot now um, absolutely it's a fair change yeah in sort of 12 months yeah yeah i guess like it was funny because um i listened back a little bit to our last podcast and i was just trying to remember some of the stuff we talked about and um we were talking about how you or you were talking about how the group as a whole um kind of like yeah you're you're losing games but there was there was a significant difference between you guys last year and the year before even though there was only two places on the ladder you could just by the way you're playing and you were talking about like relationships at the club were really good um yeah obviously is that kind of still the the feeling around the club and yeah, absolutely. It's it's probably gone to another level after preseason because we've obviously had the like Renault and Capes have joined the team as well, and they both played in the grand final last year. So I think, I think, I mean, only two players shouldn't really make a difference to a club, but it's made a massive difference to us because, as as I said, they played in the grand final, and it, we were sort of lacking that experience in sort of the halves with Renault and the forward pack with Capes. So. It's sort of a mastermind for like a master stroke from the club because those two sort of changed the way we were. Like we finished the year strong, but we sort of just had a like a bit of a, a change in, I guess, attitude once they hit here and we sort of realized what it took to play finals footy. Yeah. So that's something they've obviously brought to the club like that. Yeah. Like they're winners. They're sort of proven winners. I mean, Renault's won a comp before. He's I don't think he's missed a final series in sort of six years. Capes, I mean, his last few years, he's won Origin Series. He's won a Premiership. He won another Origin Series this year. So they're proven winners and they know what it takes to win. So I think that's sort of something we needed at the club coming yeah. off two, two pretty average years. We needed, yeah, we needed to not really learn how to win, but watch how to win, I guess, is the best way to yeah, talk about right. it. Yeah, it, I, I'll give myself a little bit of a pat on the back and because when the Reynolds signing happened and the Capel signing happened, um, you know, me and the boys were just always talking footy or watching the footy on the weekends and stuff. And, and I was like, after watching you guys last year, I really did feel like that we kind of had all the pieces in place. It was just missing, you know, someone like a Reynolds that could just go tie it kind of all together. And yeah. It certainly looks like it's, it's tied together a, a bunch. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He, he, I don't really, you can't really put into words what he's done for the club because he's not really like a, like he's he's a, he's a big kid is the best way to put it. Like he's not yeah. really that serious off the field. He's, he's pretty serious on the field, but like understands like not everything goes to plan. So it's sort of hard to describe what he's like as a person because like you hear the stories about him being a pest off the field, which are true, but on the field he's like, he's assertive, but he doesn't go too far with it. Like he's calm and he just knows what to do and how to do it. Like he's not sort of running around like a headless chook. He's yeah. yeah, so cool, calm, collected through the whole 80 minutes, which is what I think we needed massively in attack anyway. And he's scoring a bunch of tries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he's doing yeah. It's it's crazy. Like it's it's weird and one player should make that that much of a difference, but he has sort of like Kevy's the coach, but Renault is like the go-to guy for everybody. Like yeah. if you've got a question about like the team or like footy, he you go to him, and it's sort of not a knock on Kev, but like Renault's no. just been around for so long, and he like Kevy understands footy, but and he he's a good like 
he's a good bloke at getting the team up and about, but like the modern day is is so different to the way Kevy played footy. Yeah. And there's there's sort of some similarities in how you've got to be with attitude and stuff, but yeah, Renault's the mastermind around our attack at the moment for this year. That's that's like a <clears throat> I mean Obviously, I haven't coached at that level, but I've coached like a lot of levels of basketball, like at the representative level and stuff. And you can see it. And I've assistant coached to like a lot of guys. And the best coaches are the guys that know how to take a step backwards and like yeah. don't, don't feel the need to like be the, the main person in control. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it works well for us because obviously we've got a lot of assistant coaches and stuff that sort of take over. So, not saying that Kevy's taken that much of a backward step, but. He knows what to say, when to say it. Is yeah, is um, yeah. um, yeah. When to get involved is really good. Like it's worked well this year. He sort of allowed allowed us to do what we want to do. Yeah. But then when it's gone too far, we've he sort of like reined us back in and sort of said, "Pull your heads in." Um, like got to stick to basics. And yeah, he's 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 done well considering where we were last year and stuff like that. He's yeah done real well as a head coach to get us to be a team again. I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of sucks that we've picked a weekend, one of the rare weekends where we're actually coming off a loss. But yeah, uh, yeah. what happened? What happened on that on, in that game? Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's like, like just one of the one. Yeah, it's a lot of attitude sort of thing. Like it's it's yeah. sort of hard when you're when you sit in top four and you come up against the bottom of the yeah. ladder. Like you 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 get up for the game and you you think you're up for it, but then as soon as it starts getting hard and it's close, you sort of shy away. I guess. Yeah, and it's. It's not a knock against the boys. I just think that they like they were due a win. Like they come off the Cowboys game two weeks back, where they probably a, should have won. That was a bit of a joke. And then yeah, and then they were up for it again, and we probably weren't as up for it as what we should have been. Yeah. And that's that's obviously just positioning on the ladder. Like we probably thought we played some like good twenty minutes of footy, and they'll just roll over and we'd dominate. But they played eighty minutes of footy, and we were the team to roll over and sort of lose our way. But that happens in footy sometimes. It's probably a good reality check for us leading into the finals. Like we're not king of the hill. Like we're yeah. still able to lose games. We've got to sort of prepare well each week because obviously every team wants to beat the team in the top four, and we're just out of it at the moment because we lost on the weekend. But we've got a pretty. Oh, it's a weird end of the end of the year for us because we've us Eels again, we've us Melbourne again, and we but we've got like a couple of teams that are in the bottom eight as well. So. Okay. I mean, you sort of got those easy games where you want to be playing really well and like obviously everything's fine-tuned and then you've got two two hard games as well leading into the finals, which is what you need. So it's, it's a good run home for us. It's just going to be interesting to see how we handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are – my best mate's a Cowboys fan and he like hates the Broncos. Just – just hate, just if someone puts on a Broncos jersey, he he hate he just hates everything about them. Um, <laughs> but I was I was sticking it to him, but, but at the start of the season, saying Cowboys would be lucky to get past fourteenth, and they're yeah. obviously playing pretty good footy. And um, yeah, no, having the the chat that he was throwing after the Cowboys got out over the Tigers, yeah, he was like two points is two points, and and then yeah, uh, fed it to me a little bit on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, I think if the Tigers win that game against the Cowboys, they don't beat us. It, yeah. It's weird to say that because, like, they'd be coming off a win, but, like, they've, yeah, I don't know. It's hard It's hard to describe it. In team sport, like, if you're coming bottom of the ladder, it's hard to, and you're versing a really good team, you're sort of not really thinking, oh, we're going to beat them. Yeah. where Because where, they were so close against the Cowboys, they were thinking, oh, we're a chance of beating the Broncos. If that, yeah, it's, it's weird how that sort of works in team sports. 
my all favorite, the time. You see it everywhere. My favorite thing that Bill Simmons says, he says, he talks about how every single sporting, doesn't matter what sport it is, but every single sporting match has its own heartbeat. And yeah. uh, it definitely felt like just one of those ones where Tigers were up, we weren't yeah. as up. And it's probably it's it's probably a good loss to have coming into that back end of the season. Yeah. So yeah. give a wake up yeah, call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's sort of good for us because we have a short turnaround. Like we played Saturday last weekend into Thursday night. So it, you yeah. don't really dwell on the loss too much. Like you don't have sort of those, like a, another week, another few days to dwell on it and watch video on it. So we, it was pretty good for us. Like we caught the loss on the chin and it's on to the next pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess moving just to you personally, like you've, you've mm-hmm. had a pretty good year, but it's been like a little bit in and out and, and whatnot. Like I, I was kind of sitting there with a notepad and I was like, what is the Broncos best 17 going into the finals? And like, I have no idea what our best 17 is. I can like, when I talk to all my mates that are Broncos fans, there's one kind of thing that comes up with you. And it's like, if you're in that 17, everyone knows that you're going to get the job done kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah. like, and you found a way that even though maybe you haven't consistently gotten onto the field, every time you do get on the field, there is that level of consistency. So like for you, how do you come in like mentally and whatnot? How do you, I guess, stay ready? Yeah. It's, um, um, I don't know, man. It, it's when it's something that you want to do that badly, you, you're just going to be ready regardless. And it's like, I want to play NRL. It's, I, I hate not playing NRL. Like, I feel like I'm an NRL player. So when I'm not oh. playing, it sort of like lights that fire a little bit. So when I get back in, like I prove, I can prove to people that like I deserve to be there. And uh, that's just, that's just me being competitive. Like I'm probably like the most competitive person on that field. Like I'll, don't really care about anything off the field. Like I'm pretty cruisy going, but as soon as I get onto that field, like I hate losing. And I don't want to lose. And I'll do anything and everything in my power to not lose. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just because I'm so competitive. And like, as I said, not playing lights a fire in me. And I, I struggle to, like, I hate watching the boys play if I'm not there. Because yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I'm letting them down if they're losing. Like, the weekend's game was so hard for me. Like, I couldn't watch yeah. it. Because I feel like I'm me not being there. I've let them down or like I've let them down because I couldn't, I'm not playing. It's it's weird, but that's just how I've, I'm wired. I hate hate missing out i guess yeah I, I mean i guess the broncos have a really good problem right now because you definitely are a first grader like there's there's no question about that like you saw the way you came into the bronx team last year that gold coast game and then the way you played throughout that whole season and kind of turned our season around a little bit like gave us a bit of a shining light that kind of felt like it started with you and then even this season like it was a little bit shaky and then you kind of got that start again and yeah I guess around my friends, I was like, I don't understand why Tyson's not personally. I was like, I don't understand why he's not the six going into the season. Um, but you came in and you played really well. And and there was even the game where Renault went off hurt and then you kind of became that halfback and you were floating both sides of the field. But yeah, um, no, for you, I like, I don't think there's ever a time where you've been on this season where it's, where you haven't looked like that you're up for it. Like that's the yeah. one, that's the one thing that all of us feel is around me and my friends that watch every game is if you're in the team, like, we're actually, like, pretty confident. And um, there was a few boys that were like, oh, Dearden's getting a call up for Origin. Like, Gamble can't be that far get that far <laughs> behind either, like, just because of how well you've played. But um, obviously, last year, you played a lot on the right edge. And yeah. then coming, Reynolds obviously likes that right side. What's been that? Throwing a couple of forward passes and stuff on that <laughs> left side. <laughs> yeah, Still getting used to the left side early on. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's sort of... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do it often. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like a brain fade. Like, because I'm always worried about not worried, but like, I want to do, 
if I am passing short, like I know I want, I've got something set for the next play, and yeah. I'm sort of not really worried about what's going on at that moment. I'm worried about what's going to happen. So then I take my, I switch my mind off for like two seconds, and I fuck up, and I'm just like, oh well. Well, yeah. So it's only funny. Like I play, I play Oztag and stuff, and yeah. I'm I'm a ball player in Oztag, and I tend to throw them more forward. Like if I'm if I'm throwing right to left, if I'm throwing a short ball. I I tend to throw them more forward going right to left than I do left to right. I don't know why yeah. that is, but it's just like a more yeah. comfortable pass on that right yeah. side than the Absolutely. left. Absolutely. For most of it is, yeah. It's yeah. for me, I, I, I often stop on my pass when I when I play short. Yeah. And that's too. probably why I throw forward a lot more. especially on that side of the ruck, because I'm predominantly a like right side. So when I play on the right side, it's easier for me to sort of step into line and square up and keep running. But on the left side, I've got to step off my left foot and do it. So I sort of step and stop running. So it's weird and it's it's not saying that I should be doing, but it's just little things that I've I've always done that's hard to get out of your game when yeah. you do it so repetitively. Um but yeah, it's 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 an easy fix though. Like it's so easy to fix. I just gotta keep running as I pass the ball, but most of the time I just stop. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like a couple so, of them though. A couple of them I don't oh, think they're flat. Forward. They're flat for yeah. sure. I think I've had a couple tries just taken off me to capes for like, but it is what it is. I mean, they've got to make calls regardless of whether I agree with them or not. They don't have to. They can just swallow the whistle. I'm a big advocate for. <laughs> I'm a big advocate for like letting anything flat, like anything close to flat, just like play through. Yeah, I guess there's there's some glaring ones that are real forward, but yeah, as you said, the ones that are flat, like if I'm going right into the line, I'm getting tackled, so I'm going to be going the opposite way after I've passed it. Yeah, that's so it's gonna look like I've thrown it forward too. If I'm yeah, if yeah. I'm getting tackled and the other bloke's still running forward. Yeah. It's like yeah. And that's the other thing. And when you have the ball out in front as well and you throw it flat, like the ball's not gonna come back to like your body. Like it's gonna stay yeah. flat. That's the other thing that I think refs struggle with. But that question actually wasn't meant to be a knock on your game by the way. The question no, was meant to be right. yeah. the question was meant to be more like how have you felt playing on that left side of the field? Yeah. And like no, it, I... it definitely looks like you've gotten better each game. Yeah, well, I grew up playing on the left. Like my, when I was playing Queensland Cup for the first sort of year, I was on the left. I've only went to the right when I went to the Tigers because I was a right foot kicker. Yeah, right. Um, so it's it's easy, obviously, on that side of the field to kick with your right leg because you have no inside pressure. Like it's you know, you're kicking away from yeah, the yeah. defenders coming. So a bit easier, but um, I don't really mind it. It actually opens up my running game a bit more. Mm-hmm. on that left edge because I'm obviously right foot step, right foot fend. So if I get outside someone, it's easier for me to fend that way. So I'm a left-hand carry. So, yeah, it's like has its ups and downs, I guess. Like obviously don't kick as much, which is something I think I was pretty good at last year. And yeah, for sure. I stuffed up a little bit this year in my first couple games. But, yeah, I don't know. It's Each side to me has their like, pros and cons, I think. Yeah, I don't really yeah. prefer a side. I don't really care if it's left or right. So. Yeah, fair. yeah, I'm pretty pretty fine with it. And then, so you have played obviously that right side. You played that left side, and then the last couple of times you played, you've kind of come on as that as like a middle forward almost. Like yeah, play, I guess yeah. playing like the lock position or yeah. yeah. Or how's that been for you? Um, it's a bit of it's very different. Like it's a lot more um obviously physical. You're making a lot more like defense. Like you're in a lot of contact and stuff. But it's a bit easier defensively because like the middles they just run straight at you. Like they're not trying to. I prefer to tackle a bloke run 100 mile an hour at me, like straight at me, than a bloke that's going to try to step me. Yeah. yeah. At, least, at least then I can sort of set myself and I can try hit him like with decent contact and win the tackle. But if a bloke's steppy, 
Like it's hard. You don't know which way they're going to step. They could step in here. They could step away from you. So you got to like set yourself and be like, wait for them, I guess. But he's running at you. It's pretty easy. Um, but it's it's the constant getting up and down off the ground. Like you're in a lot of more tackles. So like your legs are burning a lot heavier. Where if you're out in the edge where I usually play, like you sort of, you're up and you're back and it's just a continuous run. Like you might make a tackle or two a set, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The middle, the middle is definitely different. Definitely different. You, you sort of get a bit more of a um, recognition of the game from playing in there, though, because you see how different it is for when you're a half. How hard it is for a middle to do the things you're saying when they're tired. So you yeah, get more yeah. of a, yeah. It, I liked it. it. Was good. I, I wouldn't mind continuing to do it, but um, we've got a pretty good forward pack, so it's pretty hard to crack. We do, well. have, we do have a good four pack. And it feels like there's always like two or three guys. That's the thing about the team this year is in every single position, it feels like there's first graders missing out. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. from fullback to like, obviously like Tessie was in, well, got her and then now you got Tamari behind him and you're not like, I don't know who you should pick. And then at the start of the season, I was kind of saying, well, because Jordan Pereira looked really good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, do we just kind of like ease Cobo in and then Jordan can kind of play the, at least the start of the season. And then Cobo, obviously that was a silly thing for me to say. Cause he, he was just kind yeah, of like, crazy. crazy good. Yeah. And then, but then he's been out and Jordan Pereira's done a job and been really good. And it just yeah. kind of feels like there's, I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is annoying for some players. Like obviously for myself, I missed out at the start of the year. So it was pretty frustrating. And then I come back in and then I'm not in again. And I've sort of had come in and out a couple of times yeah. for myself. You're, so it does get frustrating. You you um, got hurt though. Hey, you got hurt, didn't you? Um, no, I have. So I have a stress fracture in my shin, but yeah. I've had it for 18 months and we've just never realized. Like I've had, I've been cleared from three surgeons yeah, to right. play. Um, so it was a bit of a, it was a weird situation because no, no one had really seen this sort of injury before. Like they've seen it, but not in league. And right. because I've played for it for so long, like with it for so long, they didn't really know how to handle it, whether I should get a surgery to fix it or because it's been so long that I can keep playing. Yeah. So yeah, obviously there's a lot more to it with the club that like got involved and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so I, I missed the, I missed four weeks from when it first found out to when I could got cleared to play. Like I got cleared from three surgeons pretty quickly, but then the club wouldn't let me play for their reasons. So I was out for a month, but in that month we only played two games because there was the rep round, which was a, and then origin. Then we had a bye. So I missed the, I'm not sure what the games were. The Melbourne, the first Melbourne game I missed. I think Canberra. I missed as well. There was another one there. Yeah. Could be wrong. I'm not sure. But so I was cleared to play and I could have played, but the, for some reason, whatever the club's reason was, they wouldn't play me. Yeah. Which was frustrating because you get cleared to play from a surge, like a medical expert that knows the body pretty well. And then, yeah, someone's not letting me play. So I was a bit frustrated there. But at the end of the day, it's not really up to me. Yeah. I can yeah. say I could play, but yeah, if they don't pick me, they don't pick me. Is I guess uh, at, at practice, is that like having all you guys that are first graders and each week, like I feel like anyone could kind of get picked. Does it mm. kind of build a competitiveness at the at trainings and whatnot? Yeah. 
Yeah, like you want – so we have the Renegades, which is like the – so the NRL team are the first 13, and we do a lot of like opposed sessions. So the other teams call it the Renegades. I don't know why they've done that. but So that's all the other boys that aren't playing, like they're cup players. And we've got a lot of the young boys in there as well. So it does get pretty competitive. But if you're – if that sort of second team isn't competitive, isn't, isn't good, then you don't really get prepared well enough for that week's NRL yeah. game. Because obviously every week is different. You versus a different team. They play differently. You've got different players that you've got to sort of mark up on. Now, this week we've got Tedesco, who's a freak. Joey Marner, who's killing it at the moment. And then you've got like front rows like Lodge and Hargreaves. And, like, there's a lot of individual players that you sort of do a lot of work on. Yeah. And then obviously it's just all the team stuff as well that you want to be crisp on. If we're not defending well, then they score heaps of tries. It's sort of a bit of a false sense of hope. Um, then if we're not attacking well and they're shutting everything down, then it's a bit of a false sense of hope again for them going into a game. So you've got to be on, even if you're not in the NRL team, you've got to be on the ball every yeah, yeah. week, every every session to make sure that you're not only preparing them well, but you're prepared for your game, like the cup game or whatever on the weekend. Because you don't want to have a pretty average week of training and then go and play and then play average. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a hard one to cop when you're not in that NRL team, but I mean, it is what it is. It's the aim of the game. They, you can't. Not everyone can play NRL every week, so someone's going to miss out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how different do the trainings feel this year compared to last year? Like, is it like another step up, or has it kind of just been you guys have been feel like you've been building towards this anyway? Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily be another step up. We were training pretty good last year. It was just I don't think we had the we had a fair few players injured last year a lot. I don't think the depth of our squad was quite as good. Yeah last year so like those sort of sessions weren't as good as what they should have been but now because we've got so much depth as we've sort of been saying um those sessions have been a lot better and you don't sort of miss out on like that quality of training we've had a few injuries but you sort of like the young kids that come in do a job like they're they're eager and ready like they're training on a row and they're like 18 sort of so they're, they're pretty stoked and want to put their best foot forward so no nah, it's good it is good having that sort of competitive edge. Yeah, that young fella, uh, Dane Mariner. He played. He made his debut. Yeah, he was good, man. Yeah, he, um, Dino, he's he's very good. He's pretty athletic. Yeah, well, he's. I think he's nineteen. Yeah, um, right. and he's still got a lot of sort of filling out to do. But he's he's a freak, man. Some of the things he did in preseason, like because obviously he wasn't training NRL because he's nineteen. Like he just sort of come into it. But some of the things he did against NRL players in preseason were like crazy his yeah, speed right. his footwork his strength like yeah don't want to pump up his tires too much but <laughs> he is a, he is a freak and like obviously being young you've got a lot of things to learn when you're playing nrl but give him a year or two and he'll be a, like an absolute powerhouse i reckon yeah how's uh herbie coming along yeah he's good man he's a he's another one that's sort of uh he's different off the field he's so funny he can talk Talks the most shit out of anyone, I reckon, at the club. Oh, really? Just out of nowhere, like it, it just doesn't make any sense most of it. But he's always good value, and he he's always like one of the fittest. So he's sort of burns him, I think, as well to not be playing and seeing us win. Obviously, is sort of harder as well because obviously he's lost, hasn't lost his spot, but somebody else is playing in his jersey. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm um, yeah, heavy back. He's he's gone. I think he's ahead of schedule with his rehab, and I think he's only got another three or four weeks of. Um, yeah, rehab, I guess. But he's he's running like every day pretty much with that fitness conditioning. Just can't do any contact or ball skills because obviously he's got to let the bicep heal. Yeah. But 
yeah, he's he's looking pretty good. That's got to be a good Nick. That's got to be a weird injury. I can't imagine what it would feel like just for your bicep to. Yeah. Well, I've never. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know because he. I think he dove for a tackle and someone's knee hit his arm and it sort yeah, of just just rolled up. Ripped. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's sort of weird. So they got the scar at the bottom of the bicep where they've like had to pull it down. Yeah. He's got another scar on the outside of his forearm where they've like pinned tendons or something. I don't really know how it works, but yeah, it looks pretty gruesome having that. It's like a long scar, the whole like size of his arm. So pretty yeah, hectic. Right. All right. Um, I guess what's the like the the feeling around the Broncos before the season started? I mean, everyone that talks the game, it was kind of like, yeah, like they'll probably sit around the seventh to tenth spot, and now we've been pushing yeah. for that top four spot. Like, is there a confidence going into these finals? Like, we can kind of on our day, we could beat anyone here. Yeah, I think so. We had a bit of a chat last week about it because I mean, not oh, I think Ryan James at the club. He's played 13 years and he's played one finals game. So, I mean, you're not not every year you're in a position to play finals. So, you can't really take it lightly. And if we sort of finish top four, the way the NRL finals works, it's one versus four, two versus three, loser versus the winner of the other game. So, you want to finish top four. like you, So, you get that second chance if you don't happen to win. But, I mean... For us, ideally, well, this is just my pers- personal view. I think if we can finish fourth, fourth, it goes really good for us for that week one because obviously Penrith are going to win. I think they're sort of six points clear at the yeah. moment. They've only got to win maybe two, three more games to obviously get the minor premiership. But leading into the finals, like Nathan Cleary will be out for five weeks and Luai's out for six. So they're probably, yeah, haven't wouldn't play much footy leading yeah. into that first finals game. And if we can sort of be playing really well, keeping a a consistent 17 on the field. It can only sort of work in our favour. Yeah, true. But obviously Melbourne are at, in fourth at the moment and they've like we play them and they're obviously they're they've sort of been a bit of hot cold this year, but obviously they're in the top four at the moment, so you can't really write them off. How how do you feel about the player transfer rules? It's just like um, it feels so weird to me that like we're about to hit finals and it's like, oh here you go. Here's a yeah. One of the top wingers we've seen. I don't mind yeah. it, but I feel like the cutoff should be earlier. Yeah, the 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 loan deals I don't like. I understand because like players that are going, or teams that are going through like injury crises, it's sort of hard to field teams some weeks. And if there's like 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 Melbourne at the moment, yeah, they're pretty they're really short on they're really short on outside backs, and like they've had young blokes playing in the centers that aren't centers, and it's sort of like. You can be competitive, but you can't. Like it's obviously hard to win games. So, blokes like Noffa who aren't playing consistent NRL and playing cup, like it, it, it's an opportunity to keep playing. So I don't yeah, really true. mind it. That's true. I just don't. I like it shouldn't be like saying you can do all the time. Like Melbourne obviously need it because they need outside backs. So yeah. that's understandable. Like it's got to be, there's got to be a reason for it. You can't just do it because you want it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's yeah. I don't mind it, but it's weird. It is a weird sort of concept. It is, it is a bit weird. But, I mean, it's done things like, obviously, the Harry Grant learning that just like kind of like gave a guy an opportunity that wouldn't have had an opportunity for a whole year. Yeah. So, there's yeah, that exactly. side of it that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, you, got a, you got a haircut. The mullet's yes, gone. Yes, I did. Yeah, what? I did, unfortunately. <laughs> what, what's the story? The, the money, because you raised a bunch of money for that, hey? Yeah. So, it's for the... Um, the children's hospital up in Brizzy. So we 
We were going to do it for Shay for a Cure, but that's in March. Myself, Ken Keenan, we're going to do it for Shay for a Cure. And, but they weren't quite like really long, so it wouldn't be really like it wasn't really nostalgic yet. Nobody had yeah. really seen it. Like it wasn't really dirty, like sort of thing. Like we well, I wanted to get wanted to get it long enough and play a few like a few games of footy so people could see it, like see how gross it was, sort of thing, and take the piss out of me. Um, and they got past that. And I was honestly two weeks before we did it, I was thinking about just shaving it because I did not like it. It was annoying me. I felt oh, like really? I had to wear a hat everywhere. Like I couldn't, I could, I just felt like I couldn't go out anywhere nice because I had a mullet. Yeah. I just like I couldn't do anything. Um, but one of the girls at the Bronx sort of just said, well, we'll, um, we'll do like a shave. We'll shave it and we'll try to raise some money because one of the little fans at Bronx, Nate, he's, um, he's like, I think he's three or two and he was going through his last like dose of chemotherapy sort of thing. Yeah, so, and he's, he's been a, like he's come down to training for like the last three years, like through COVID because he hasn't been able to go see family and it's like, sort of, like you're allowed to go in like parks and stuff. And obviously yeah. we train in a pretty wide open place and we got to meet the young fella and he, he sort of, yeah, we, he became friends with everybody. Like he was such a happy kid considering he had cancer, like at such a young age, he always run around, kick the footy with us, rock up in his Broncos jersey. Like it, yeah. It, and it sort of just lined up perfectly. So he got to ring his bell. So he was cancer free the same day we shaved our heads. So it was oh, just, true. yeah, which is pretty, pretty cool. Like it's, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it sort of lined up well for us and we raised just over 20 K as well, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's mad. So we had our first, um, like, I guess target was seven and a half. We beat that pretty quickly and then went to 10 and then we're sort of like, oh, yeah, if we can get 10, that's pretty cool. And then, yeah, within the last week, like it just pumped to 20. Within, I think between five people, like we had 10 grand by the end of it. Someone donated 5K, another person donated two, uh, four, and then we had a two and a one. Like it was just crazy how much money was donated quickly. That's cool, was, man. You know, yeah. you, you know what sucks is like, obviously, I, I mean, I saw that story, like following you on Instagram, following the Broncos on Instagram. But, you know, on social media, on like all the media in general, you see all the bad shit, but like there wasn't that yeah. much with something like that. And that's like such uh, a cool story that yeah. I kind of just wish that's the stuff that you guys hear about more. Yeah. Well, the, the good thing with us was that um, we got to actually shave it on the on Channel 9 with Carl Stefanovic in the morning. Oh, you did? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, so we, we, we did get that. Like, it was only sort of like a 10-minute segment. Though. They, it was like right at the end of their their show and they just sort of cut to us and we had a little bit of a chat and they just recorded us shaving it. So it wasn't like that big of a deal, but, I mean, it was still pretty cool that it got out there on like the news. Like, I think it's the Today Show like that we're on. So, and we kept the the sort of fundraiser open for a bit longer after that and we ended up, yeah, getting over 20K, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, man. I don't think we, we didn't expect to get, like, I sort of wanted to get 10, but we didn't really know if we'd get that because obviously we didn't, like, no one no one could really expect how much people saw it and wanted to help out, which is, yeah, unreal. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So a little bit of change of pace, but last time you, you were on the podcast, we talked about, we talked a little bit about American sports and you were kind of like, yeah. I'd almost rather talk about that more than, yeah. yeah. Um. There's been a fair bit of American sports that have happened since the last time we talked. Obviously, a Super Bowl, NBA championship. Yep. Did you consume? Yep. Did you consume all that stuff? You yeah, that? I was. Oh, well, we watched the um the Super Bowl at the club. So we've got like our meeting room. I guess it's sort of like a theater. 
And we yep. all like we stayed back and watched it there. Not not that the team that won I wanted to win, but I was a bit oh, disappointed. Sure. Yeah, I was I'm I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, so I was like all yeah, in right. on Cincinnati. But they were very long odds. I, I can't remember who won, but yeah. I couldn't remember who who oh who won the NFL? The Rams. Yeah, yeah the Rams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Aaron Donald the sack like in the last sort of <laughs> twenty seconds. Yeah, I remember I, that. I couldn't remember who your NFL team was. I don't really have, see. I'm not really yeah, just have locked one, down on one team. I like players, but yeah, if I had to pick a team for this year, I like LA, the Raiders. Like yeah. they've they some of the signings they made are crazy. Like Devonte Adams from um, Green Bay's gone there. Yeah, I got their offense. Oh yeah. So their defense with Chandler, I think Chandler Jones is it or something like that or something like that's gone there. Like they've just recruited and signed real well. So I'm hoping they go well. Yeah. But who knows? No, nah, when it comes to the NFL, like I'm not as invested in it as other sports. I've I've started yeah. playing the NFL fantasy. I find that's like a way to start learning the players and stuff. Yeah. I just struggle yeah. to remember all the players. Um, yeah. But I'm a Seahawks fan and Russell Wilson leaving. I'm kind of like, that was like yeah, my favorite player. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but we got D, we got Metcalf still. I like Metcalf. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see how we go. But um, the Seahawks last year were pretty disappointing. Their, their defense yeah. was so atrocious. Every, I watched yeah. a fair few of their games and you got some of the most talented offensive players in the world and you can't put a defensive side around them at all. Yeah, but, it's um, sort of that's why it's so hard, I think, in that sport. So, obviously, you've got 53 people that play. So, and it's hard to have the best wide receivers because obviously, you've got to spend so much money on them. But then you yeah. sort of need, you sort of want like really good players in both. But it's sort of hard to do that too when like a really good player might get offered like 20 million more to go somewhere else yeah. than what you can offer. But if you've got a more well rounded team, you sort of feel a bit better. But I feel like this year in the NFL, there's so many teams that are stacked. Yeah, Tampa Bay still stacked with obviously Brady's still there and Julio Jones just signed there. I wonder um, when the that goes, like when does Brady like actually slow down? I have no idea. Like he was still I good last no year. Yeah, yeah, he was a freak last year. Still yeah. black. He led the league, I think, halfway through in like passing TDs or something like that or passing yards. Like he was always top five in a lot of those things. But I think their defense they they lacked a bit in defense this year. They all um. Buccaneers, but they'll still be a force next year. Obviously, uh, the Rams will be a force again. So it's just, yeah, I feel like it's a real close between like five or six teams in the NFL. Yeah. I know there's like 32 or whatever teams there is, but there's like, like yeah, five or six that are just really good and they could, could go either way. That, that tends to kind of be how American sports are. They have that many teams in every league that there's kind of like the ones at the top and then there's just a whole bunch just kind of like trying to survive. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But that's um, what it looks like. Yeah. Did you follow the NBA playoffs and finals much? I did. Like, I was sort of in and out of it. For some reason this year, the NBA didn't really – yeah, I didn't, just couldn't really get around it. I'm not sure why. I obviously watched the finals, which is yeah. like uh, – because I really wanted Boston to win. I was, like, all in on Boston just because something different. Like, I was wanted to see someone else other in the – someone other than Curry and LeBron in the finals. So Yeah. But Golden State is just too good. Like, yeah. how do you stop Steph? Like, how do you stop him? I'm a big Steph's like my favorite player, so I just yeah. I was I was fine with the result, but yeah, <laughs> um, it was kind of yeah. not for me. It was nice to see him win without Kevin Durant. Just yeah, as, everything yeah. that sort of happened, all the all yeah, the talk yeah. that was thrown around. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's sort of yeah. There's so many. It's so weird in the NBA. Like they they play with each other and then they leave and then they trash the 
the other superstars and it's just like, oh, it's this such, is just you're, you're best mates like a year it's ago. Just a, like, it's just a on? drama, man. It's it's all drama. Yeah. It feels like a reality TV show. Like, it does sometimes, doesn't it? Especially like yeah. Draymond and and obviously Durant going at it for so long, and then yeah, they always just seem to like throw little like digs at each other. I just don't yeah. understand it, but it is what it is. I think it's an on the court thing, like. Obviously, basketball is a sport that I played. Like out of all the sports I've played, that's the one I've played the most competitively. And there is something strange about basketball where, like, we. I remember I used to go to open runs all the time, and these are the guys you're like your best mates with, and you've played together for years, mates off the court, and then you kind of get to the court, and it was like, and so a lot of these guys have gone and played college ball over in America and stuff, and it's yeah. just like, it's just like you just hate each other for like the next hour. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to it's explain just, it. Yeah. But, it's just that competitiveness. Like you want to be better. Like if you're versing, like even in the league, like if I verse my mate, like I want to hit him. Like I yeah. want to hit. Like, uh, you want to win. Like you, you don't want to lose. You, you want to beat. You want to beat them pretty much. You kind of want to beat your friends more am. than you want to beat your friends more than you want to beat like that person that you don't really even know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's just the way it is with sport because you're just so competitive and you don't want them to have one up on you because <laughs> then you've just got to live. Like, you'll never live it down, and then it's just continuous until you get one up on them yeah yeah all right i've, I've got a couple of uh american-based questions for you yeah um sweet. so who do you reckon is your american sports equivalent oh i don't know i see this a lot actually i always get well people tell me that i remind them of patrick beverly i didn't want to say I, it but that was yeah my- <laughs> i knew i knew that's where you're gonna go with it i knew i've seen that in so many times but i don't know I, yeah i do i do see how they like think we're similar just the way of like getting in people's faces and sort of all that sort of jazz. But the way he carried on when he won the playoff or the play-in, I was like, eh, that's yeah. sort of not me. That's not me. I would never do that. Like, yeah, that's He fair. carried on like he won a championship when he won the play-in game. You're also like probably like a more, I don't find Patrick Beverly all that talented. Like obviously like you're a half. So like you're one of those guys that are, like you have a lot of talent. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know, guards and halves. I was trying to think yeah. of someone for you. Like the Patrick Beverly thing kind of came to mind. Um, yeah. It's yeah, oh. it's, it's hard because there's so many different sports in America, like NFL and NBA. Yeah. And then there's so many different players. Like the NFL's got 53-man squad. Like it's sort of yeah, hard yeah. to narrow it down to one player. I'd like to say Tom Brady, but we're <laughs> very different <laughs> very different ends of the scale there. <laughs> yeah, no. There's, obviously, they just like the – the there is parts of Patrick Beverly that was the one that came to my mind. So yeah, I'm sorry no, I about get that. that a lot. I, no, no, <laughs> I, I get a lot. I, I think it's pretty funny to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next question is, um, if the NRL, oh, first of all, actually, what's your thoughts on like NRL introducing players being allowed to pick their own numbers? Um, I don't know about. I don't think it really works in our sport. Yeah, like because it because it's so fast paced. Like, and like, if if refs don't know the name of a player, like you can't really like if I don't know. It it's weird. I I think that like it's just you can't do it in league because the numbers are are a position. Yeah, like it's just yeah. I don't know. It, it I, it'd be hard to change. It'd be hard to change because it's been this way for so long. It'd be hard to just go and pick your own number. And I kind of but it would it, it'd be cool for like jersey sales and that though like you you'd be able to know if people buying a jersey and all that sort of stuff but yeah I think it's just too hard to change at the moment yeah that that's the biggest thing is because I'm a bit of a traditionalist so for me it's like like the number seven was always the halfback like 
the number yeah. like Darren Lockyer wore number six for the Broncos and Queensland and Australia. Yeah. And it's just kind of like that's kind of how it's felt for me. I'm a bit of a traditionalist, but yeah. I did like how they introduced like picking your own numbers for the nines and things like that back in a few years back. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah. If you were, if they did bring it in though, what number would you pick? Oh, geez. I don't know. Yeah, um, not necessarily. Obviously, because I played footy a lot and I was always a half, my favorite numbers were six and seven. So yeah. there'd be something I'd go with. And that's just why. Or I'd probably go 21 because my birthday's on the 21st. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. Like, I just said, like, the nines and that were pretty cool. And, like, you get to pick your own number and that. But, like, the NRL jerseys, you like, you can't really wear them out. If you know what I mean, like, you, no. I'll glad, I'll gladly wear an NFL jersey down the shops, but I'll yeah. never wear a Broncos. Like, I just wouldn't wear it. They just don't look right. They're too, like, I don't know how. Like, they're too yeah, they're commercialized. Not, like, you've yeah. got like sponsors everywhere. Like the NFL jerseys, they look good. Like NBA jerseys, it's just a singlet, and like you can, like, it looks normal, but they're just weird wearing an NRL. Like, I never wear my NRL gear out anywhere. Yeah, I might yeah. wear the training shorts, but I'll never wear the like the t-shirts or any of my training gear at all, ever. If if you're gonna, for me personally, like if I'm gonna wear a jersey out, it's usually to a game, and I'm yeah. wearing one of the like '90s jerseys or like my fa- my favorite rugby league jersey is the 2006 Queensland jersey, so I've got yeah. that one. But like anything that's a bit older, like it's got a collar on it, and yeah, yeah, I feel like you can yeah, get away no, with those, but the the, the more yeah, recent ones just, you just can't really wear them and i i don't know like I, I i think that's just me but a lot of the boys don't like we all wear nfl jerseys and nba jerseys but yeah just the, the way our jerseys are because they're so tight fitting yeah. it's like you can't really <laughs> can't really wear a medium jersey out with the yeah i don't know it just look weird i just don't i don't think it's you can't not really you, that much of a fan you can't mix and match nrl stuff with just normal clothing like you can yeah, with, yeah, exactly. With, with an NFL or an NBA jersey even. And I, like yeah, the ho- I guess well, the hockey jerseys are pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. I think just because it's just the style in Australia of the jersey. Like I would happily, if I was a fan and my team won the night before, like I'd wear it then. But yeah. like I'm not going to wear it all the time sort of thing. Like well, I wear my NFL jerseys once a week. I've always got one. I like I love them just because I like the loose fitting sort of style shirts like i don't really like having tight clothes on so yeah i guess it just works for me i'm the same. Their own, i guess yeah, nah, their own. i'm the same and nrl jerseys don't look good if they're baggy like, no um, they look weird yeah they look like you're in your dad's jersey when you're a kid yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. who's nfl jerseys shirts. do you have um i've got alvin Kamara's and Derek cars and i've yeah, got nice. um josh allen's on the way because oh, i've been God. stitched up a few times where i've bought some and they've come and they've like not proper. Oh, and really? I buy it from the same store. Maybe I think I'm buying it from the same store and I've just been absolutely stitched up because they're like 150 bucks and then you're shipping and everything. Yeah, I, I had a, um, what jersey that I, I bought a, oh, what was it? Um, I had an Aaron Rodgers jersey come because I was at, like, I like Green Bay. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, just not what it was in the photo. It was just pretty much like a t shirt. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> it was just, just the sheer disappointment. Yeah, want this yeah. jersey to come for so long and then it's just disappointing when it's not not right. So, yeah, just want, I want my Josh Allen one to come because I think he's an absolute freak. He's yeah, so yeah. good. Nice. I've only got a Russell Wilson one, so that's going to have to change. Yeah, yeah you have to get a Denver Broncos <laughs> one now. 
He looks no, funny definitely. in those colours, I think. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not used to it. Uh, you see, like, that's. I feel like, like, Renault, like, you know how he was South, he looked good in the South. I feel like yeah. the Bronx jersey suits him. Like, yeah, it does. He doesn't though. look out of place. Like, he, it, like, I feel like some players just don't suit certain jerseys. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. just the way, I, the way I look at it. It took me a while. I, I was going to say, it yeah, took me that, a while for when Cooper Cronk went to the Roosters. Yeah, I just didn't look right, I don't think, on him. Yeah. I don't, wasn't a fan. And, like, as, like, Russell Wilson just doesn't look right in the, like, the Denver jersey. It's just, yeah, looks good on some people. And some people can pull changing a fair bit off. But, yeah, some people just can't. Yeah. It's funny because um, before I was a Seahawks fan, this is when I was, like, really young, like, primary school age. My mate had, the like, the NFL game on PlayStation. Yeah, and I, I just, just we we both used to fight over being the Denver Broncos because we we're both Brisbane Bronco fans. Okay. So we were both trying to go for them. And then I went and traveled over to America when I was about 10, 10 11. And mm-hmm. my uncle, my uncle, because all my family are from Seattle and they kind of, yeah. they're like, you're not a Denver Broncos fan. <laughs> they <laughs> no gave chance. me a bunch of Seahawks gear and stuff. And yeah. I've, I've just had to support them ever since. But um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like Denver's like, I kind of moved from Denver and now Denver's taken my guy. So. Yeah, um, might have to move back. Nah, probably <laughs> not. I couldn't do that. But um, all right. So moving on to just some NBA. What's um, yeah, like an all time like what's your all time favorite starting five? You can have a six man too if you want. Um, oh, see, I don't know. It's sort of hard because I never really like I've only ever really started watching the modern era and like yeah. you see all highlights of like the old school and you like I just can't really resonate with that like you don't just, have to pick them you don't have to pick them <laughs> it's sort of hard yeah I don't know I obviously it's a hard one for me because I I just love play I can't pick teams in the NBA because I just love so many players yeah but I've had to pick an all-time starting five obviously got Steph would obviously be the point guard um yeah, it's just so hard. I don't know there's so many names like pop into my head and then I can't think of them like you get so many names and you just can't put it down yeah yeah um, obviously i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know it's hard yeah you have to come back to me you're gonna have to actually come back the next the next one the next yeah. one <laughs> you have to come back to me i got a question for you but have you uh okay. like do you pick would you go lebron or mj like uh, go, who, how, how are yeah. you deciding that <laughs> I, i'm like someone that really doesn't I try not to get into the like, conversation of like who's better than who. And especially like yeah. I was saying, I was having this conversation with my friend about footy the other day. And I was like, how can you, how can someone talk about like a rugby league player being the best player of all time when there's 13 positions and like, yeah, like I, a lot of people have like say Cam Smith or, or Joey, like Cam Smith yeah. is like obviously one of the best players of all time, but is he the best player of all time if he doesn't have Billy and Inglis and, yeah and like all these guys and like maybe but i I feel it's probably not quite the same with basketball there's only five guys on the court and one person can probably dominate a game a little bit more than what you can in a footy game um but i i was i was having (laughs) i was i was having a conversation with a friend the other day like we we talked for hours about basketball and we're like look lebron and mj they're probably the two guys that you got to consider as the two best but MJ kind of sounds like he was an asshole. And then LeBron, it kind of feels like it's a little bit about himself. Like it's kind of like, yeah. this isn't working for me. I'm moving on to this team. And so yeah. like if you were, if you were like a GM or if you were someone that owned a team, like I'd almost rather Kobe than the two of them. 
Because then it's like, yeah. well, you've got this guy that sticks around. He expects he expects like hard work. He expects these things. Yeah. Even even someone like Steph, like Tim Duncan, like these guys that stick with it. I, I just don't know how to compare them all. But um, yeah, I get I, it. It's sort I, of hard. Yeah, I I think LeBron is the the greatest uh floor rate uh sorry yeah floor raiser of a team so like as in like if you don't have a great team lebron's gonna make you a really good team but then guys like mj steph kobe that that can play off the ball i think they're better ceiling raisers so like maybe they couldn't take a shitty team as far as lebron could take a shitty team but if you have the other pieces in place to have like a championship team yeah maybe they can make a team a bit better that's my opinion yeah yeah I, I get that because, and I feel like different er- like eras, like LeBron's more modern, MJ's like a long time ago. And it, obviously, the game's changed yeah. so much. So it's sort of hard to compare players from different eras. And they're, they're too like, like they're very different. Like MJ was like, to me, he was more like score first, where LeBron's a lot like pass and sort of thing. I don't know. That, that's the way I look at it. But I'm that's- not, obviously, I haven't watched it my whole life. And it's sort of just, I've watched it for like five or six years. So. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you have a light? You've just gone real dark. Sorry. Yeah, I thought so, bro. No, you're good. Ugh. Is that a bit better? Yeah. yeah, no, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, no, well, just I mean, just in terms of like the different eras and stuff, you've got me talking about basketball. I love basketball so much. <laughs> <laughs> but um over COVID, because there was just nothing happening, kind of just stuck at home. Me and my friends, or uh, we both listened to this podcast that and they started watching old, like old games from like the 70s, 80s, 90s um because the nba was releasing them to watch yeah so we're watching them as well and it's one of those things where like you talk about like the greatest players of all time like those guys in the 80s like they, they're not gonna hang with the guys that play today like it's just not gonna happen yeah. Yeah. like just from a ev- like all 10 players are like inside the three-point line no one's shooting everyone's just, like, <laughs> yeah it's just like the guys just if you put Steph Curry into a time machine and even put him in the nineties and you got this guy that's just like pulling up from 35, like Michael Jordan's going to look over at the bench and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I don't How know. do you it's stop just, that? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, different. So I, different. Just, I think it's just enjoy what's in front of you and it's going to change again. So yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It's only, it's only ever like sort of bought time. That might be good for sort of well, the bronze what in his 20th year. So you get sort of a set period of it and then they sort of start to decline and then the freshies come in and they start yeah. dominating. So yeah, there, there'll always be an argument for goat, I guess, of every sport. But yeah, LeBron is going to become the part unless he gets injured, like he's going to become the highest scorer of all time. Yeah. Well, isn't he only good. like 1600 points off or something like that? Or he's like pretty I, close. Yeah. I think he's, if he averages 16 points a game this season and plays all 82 games, he'll, he'll pass Kareem. So yeah, you imagine he's going to average more than that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you average this year? He's averaged over 25. Like, yeah. His whole life. Career, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure 16 will be fine for him. Did you see him training with his two sons today? It was all over Instagram. No, I, I haven't. I yeah. Haven't, no. So they were like going through some drills and it was kind of like just a bit of a ball handling drill and then floating and then coming in for a dunk. Yeah. And man, you, I don't know how you'd feel if you're like, you're this like 16, 17 year old kid who's like athletic as, and then your dad is just still so much more athletic than you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I guess being a millionaire and being able to treat your body the way he does helps. Obviously, oh, the, all sure. the, the recovery thing, the 
yeah, well, when money's not an issue, you're you're pretty much set. Yeah. Yeah. It makes life a lot easier. Well, I, I heard this. I heard Russell Wilson talking about it because someone was like, oh, how much do you spend on your body? And he was like, I heard that someone was saying LeBron spends a million dollars a year on his body. He's yeah. like, I, I promise you he spends so much more than that. He's like, because I spend more than that and I know LeBron's spending more than me. So, yeah, um, yeah those guys, it's just a different, it's a different world over there. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I even I wish like our sports like that, but like it's just so different in like revenue, I guess, raises. Oh. Like their their sports are crazy. Like, yeah. And their fans are like dedicated fans. Like if you live in Denver, you're a pretty like pretty much all of Denver is a Denver Bronco. Like yeah. Where like you come to Brisbane and then everyone hey, most people love Brisbane. You go to Sydney. And you can drive 15 minutes and you can, you're in Parramatta then you're in Concord and you're like Penrith an hour away. So it's sort of hard to get that fan base for your club when most of the teams are within a two-hour driving like place, especially in yeah. Sydney. And just the culture. I mean, we were just talking before about how you can't wear NRL gear. Like there's very rarely yeah. is there like even a cap that I like the look of from the yeah. NRL. Like it's it's really not like I'll not wear – like like your training hats, I might buy one of those for like my own footy training. Like that's yeah, that's probably about as far as it goes. Um, yeah. But in America, like all their merch is sick. Like, yeah, it, it, you, you sort of want to buy it because it looks so good, especially yeah. if, like as you said with like players' numbers and stuff. Like jerseys come with their number and their name on it. Yeah, like it's I, so easy and accessible to know who you're. Like if you're a massive fan of them, you're obviously going to get that person's jersey instead of just buying it general broncos jersey sort of thing yeah it's like i feel like maybe if it's not every play i don't know how they can do it but i feel like the nrl has to find a way to personalize it a bit more like like every kid even not even newcastle fans but like every kid would want a kalen ponga jersey like a number one ponga jersey like every kid at my work loves kalen ponga and it's just like every single one of them would have his jersey if that was a, a thing you could do but yeah, um, it's sort of the only way I could think about it is if they like get the last names put on the back, but then it that's also pretty hard because like injuries happen and like changeover change, players happen. Like, like well for us this year we've had myself in the six, Ezra in the six, Billy in the six, and Albert in the six. So like, there's four different players that have their names on the back with yeah. the same number. So it's sort of like it's just the. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, but they they could personalize it a bit, but I just don't know how they go about it with like yeah. the changeover of players they, that they use. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. No clue. But no idea. The NRL's got to figure some stuff out. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. In that, saying yeah, that, so. I do think the NRL, like social media wise, and like the way they promote the game, is probably a bit better than the AFL and the rugby union and. Yeah, I do feel like they've like personalized the league better than those other. Yeah, they well, their social media and stuff is a lot better. Probably because yeah. well, my social media is stacked with NRL stuff because I'm a player sort of thing. So I've yeah. got all my mates that play, like I've all like NRL pages and stuff like that. So it's a bit more like different for me. But yeah, I don't like I love watching AFL. I think it's better, but you never really hear about it. Sort yeah, of thing. the AFL is a fun watch, but yeah, I I don't know much. Yeah. About it the ins and outs and yeah it also, it also helps that like kind of guys like den and kemp started like the bloke in a bar thing and that's like yeah and like the hello sports boys like they're real funny and 
yeah there's a lot of podcasts about it that have taken off sort yeah, of thing and there's sure. a lot of like it's easy to make sort of content about the NRL I feel like yeah like, and I, I it's probably the same for the AFL but like in AFL you like in NRL you've got tries every week that are crazy like wingers jumping out of the field and putting the ball down so that you can literally just have a five minute chat about that and post it up sort of thing like where in yeah. AFL it's yeah you might kick a cool goal but or they might take a cool mark, but and I was just like contact, like like the defense is crazy, scoring tries is carry up. Like Matt Burton's kicking at the moment is like oh. ridiculous, and it's easy to talk about. Like right. AFL, it's sort of like a few good things. Like every, they're all good kickers, so it's hard to talk about that. Yeah. Like, taking a mark, you sort of see them, unless it's a like ridiculous one. It's sort of pretty. You see it all the time, sort of thing. But that's just my take on. It. I feel like there's yeah, more yeah. entertainment in league than there is an AFL, but AFL is still, I, I, I love watching AFL. It's I think a fun it's crazy. Yeah. Like I think they're a hell of a lot more athletic than NRL players are just by how much they've got to run, be able to kick off both feet. Yeah. Handball really well. And then at the same time, like, yeah, just they're like the fields are massive. I would not be able to run that <laughs> consistently up and down the field, follow the ball. Like, yeah, if you don't really understand the rules, you don't really understand what's happening. But, I mean, I sort of half grip the rules, so I sort of get it a bit more. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of my mates play AFL, so I go watch them on weekends and stuff. So I think I grip the rules a bit better, so I've got a bit more understanding of how hard that game would be to play. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. For, I for sure – Um, my mate used to work for the Lions and then I got a bunch of friends that all watch AFL. And probably about three years ago, they kind of got me to start coming over and watching the games and – I yeah. almost played. One of my friends plays and he almost convinced me to go play. Oh, really? But I reckon it'd be a bit of fun. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be fun, but it's just one of those things like professionally is like oh. crazy, like crazy how, like, a, yeah, I just don't get it how they can do it. It's It baffles me. They're certainly the fittest of all the Aussie athletes, yeah. I feel. By, by a mile. Like they, I think as a half in the NRL, like you, Halves and fullbacks probably cover the most ground. And we run at about, I think the most I've done is 9K, like the most, at the yeah. very most, in 80 minutes. And they're playing like, like, some of their quarters can go for 30 minutes, like with their stoppage time and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, you're, and if you're like a, a really gun player, like I don't know, like a Dusty Martin who's on the field all the time, like you you could cro- clock up like 12, 15, like, I don't know, but that, that seems like ridiculous in that sort of short amount of time. Imagine how sore your body would be the next day. Yeah. Get like, because they obviously have their contact. It's not as crazy, but like, yeah, they don't have Delphin who can shooting out of the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, they've got, yeah, it's just, yeah, wild how much. And I don't like, even in their trainings and stuff, how far they actually run from like one game to another. Like, how, yeah. like how crazy that would be. How much running they do. It just, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I did, I, I dabbled in AFL in high school. Like I played one or two games and I was doing a few trainings and like, you don't have that like front on contact that you have in like union and league, um, yeah. especially, especially league. But um, that contact where you don't know where it's coming from is like yeah. kind of different. And yeah, absolutely. I lost four teeth playing AFL just because like, oh, really? yeah, I've like, kind of like my mate was over it was at practice i wasn't wearing a mouth guard and i've kind of like fended with my right and spun towards my left and my mate yeah. who was like six foot four he's just like cleaned me up on the 
like the side of the chin here. Yeah. And it's it's uh shattered two teeth down here and two teeth up here, like the contact like shattered yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. And I was like, just teeth all in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gross, but you, you do see those sort of awkward bumps where they get blindsided and stuff like that a fair yeah. bit, which is it's sort of you watch it and you think, holy, that's a massive hit, but yeah, it's just sort of doesn't seem like it should be legal to be able to blindside someone like that. Especially yeah. with the way like like head knocks and stuff are in sports these days. Like it, if you're not yeah. sort of braced for contact somewhere and like you get whiplash, like the NRL, like if you crush with someone or there's whiplash, like they're off for 10 minutes, like they can't really come back on sort of thing. Like I don't know what's in AFL like for head knocks sort of stuff or if there is like a HIA or something. But yeah, it's just a, I'd hate to cop a blow when you're not looking for it and just have that whiplash. Maybe I just saw your neck would be. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is like that contact, it didn't actually hurt at all. And yeah. it just yeah. felt weird. Like I just had teeth in my mouth, but um, it's kind of crazy how much, like, I don't know whether there just wasn't as many uh, concussions and stuff back in the day in league, or yeah. if we just didn't treat them the same. I'm, I'm sure it's probably a bit of both, but yeah. I just, I just feel like the fitness, like, the athleticism of league players these days. Cause I was even watching like an early two thousands game and I was like, those guys just aren't built the way the guys are built these days. So you guys no. are just like these, just like machines that are just crashing into each other every game. But yeah. I don't, and it's I, constant I contact yeah. in our sport sort of thing. Yeah. I don't feel like yeah. our, our heads have changed. Like the bodies have changed, but like our brains and our, like our heads and stuff like that stuff hasn't changed. So yeah. Um, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. No. Nah. People talk about NRL players like, oh, it'd be so great to be a rugby league player. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't get my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, yeah. It's it's, it's all like, relative. Hey? The, one, the one thing I get, yeah, is like, oh, you're so, like, you should be, you've got so much money, you're an NRL player. But there's only like 10% or like 15% of all NRL players that are on like above $250,000. Like, it's yeah. not like everyone's on hundreds of thousands of dollars all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've got to, You've got to play a fair bit of footy or be pretty good to get sort of those like eight hundred thousand dollar contracts. Like, it's not like they're just given out sort of thing. Like, we've got a salary cap of sort of like what just under ten mil or something. You think you've got to fit thirty saint players in that thirty six players or thirty four depends on your development. Like, if you've got a million dollar player, there's already a fair bit taken away. Then you've got a few that might be on like seven, eight hundred thousand. Then there's like a third of your contract or like your salary yeah. cap gone and three or four players and you've still got 30 spots to fill. So yeah, not everyone's that rich. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah Obviously yeah. we, most of us get, well, we get paid well. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not saying I don't get paid well, but like I'm not on hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like people think I am. Yeah. I wish. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish, but yeah, it's, um yeah, I think that's a, that's a very common misconception about NRL players. Like, yeah, for sure. And Not that much. I mean, you've got your own shit that you got to deal with. Like you're in the public yeah. eye, like you're you're yeah. doing you're doing a job where like you are ev- like not even like week to week, but day to day you're being judged on your performance. Like yeah. I can, I can have a shit day and it's just a shit day. Like it's just yeah. it is what it is. And, and in the end that's kind of I guess how you'd want it to be in a professional sporting cuz like everyone has their shit days. You don't want to think that yeah. that shit day is going to ruin you for the next few weeks. But um, yeah, but there is that level of like, you need to perform and like, yeah, 
Well, if you don't, you get like, I don't know if it's just, I don't really follow the AFL media, but in NRL, like if you're playing bad, you get crucified by like uh, everybody. Yeah. Like for me, the one, like name that comes to mind is Luke Brooks. Yeah. Like every week that poor bloke for like the last five years has been ripped apart, like ripped apart. And he still manages to like go to training, come out, like smile on his face, put his best foot forward. And then just knowing even if he has a good game, even if he does some really good things, that it just gets overshadowed because yeah, somebody just wants to pull him back down, like which is crazy. Like you never, as you said before, like you don't really see the good stories in the NRL. Like you might yeah. every now and then, but most of the time, like if someone's had a bad game, you'll know about it straight after the game, sort of thing. Oh. And now it, it'll be a main story for like like a week, a week and a half, sort of thing. And I feel like a lot of a lot of people that watch sports and are, are fans of the NRL there's such a high percentage of people that just never played sport themselves and they just don't yeah. understand that like things don't just like change it's like there's yeah a, there's a process of like building over a season and like one player is not going to just all of a sudden change things and it's hard I, it must be so hard for a, a professional like a, a guy in the NRL that has a sh- like kind of has shit put on his name to then like kind of rewrite that little narrative for him. Like I was talking yeah. to my mate about Cherry Evans the other day and how yeah. he used to just like every single week, it was just like, and it was just because he made a decision where he decided to go back to Manly instead of going to the to Gold Coast. Yeah. Like that was the biggest thing. And he had like an a one average game in origin where he came off the bench and yeah. then an injury happened and he was asked to play a different role than what he practiced all week. Like, yeah. Yeah, another one like that is Ben Hunt, like in that grand yeah. final, drops the ball. And then for like a good few years, he was just known as the bloke that dropped the ball in the yeah. grand final. But like, he was still a good player. And like, no matter what, even if he had had a bad game, it'd be like, oh, he's never recovered from that drop ball in the grand final. And he probably never even thought about it again. Or like, it probably haunts him a little bit because he lost, like they lost the grand final. But he was always a good player. And at the moment, he's absolutely killing it. And they reckon, oh, now he's now he's over it. Even he's, been he's been good playing for you. well for like five or six years. And the Broncos are never they're not making that grand final without Ben Hunt. Like no, they're, he had they're one not... of the best years of footy. Yeah. In, like him and Milford as a halves parent was like one of the best they've seen like you know, over sort of ten years. Like they were crazy. Yeah. Like you just for his, like his season wasn't defined by that drop ball. Like his just season was no. defined by the fact that he was the halfback of a team that got to the grand final. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel, it's one I of do the feel sh- bad for him for that. Yeah, and when um, he got when he got that taken in Origin this year, and people were like, "Oh, like he's he's finally like made up for yeah, it." It's like, bro, like, he's he made up for it. Yeah, there was nothing to make up for, really. No, like, like errors happen, and it's just yeah. happened that that error happened at a really bad time. It's not the error you want to have, but yeah, but like, like no one said anything about Nathan Cleary trying to chip kick on play. F- or whatever it was yeah. in the origin to try and win the game. Like when they were clearly that was not on. Like that there was nowhere to kick the ball. Yeah. There was no like the fullbacks right there. No one says anything about that. Yeah. But yeah. I guess there's always two sides of it. And they, they always go with the most entertaining one, the one that's going to get the most reads, yeah. most views. So makes sense why they do it. But it, it's it's rough to bash people in the media all the time, I think. Yeah. And because yeah. like media is so accessible now, because you're on your phone. And you've got Instagram, you see articles, you've got Facebook, you see articles, people tag you and things like 
easily accessible. Like people send you things, people message you. Like it's hard to get away and not read that sort of stuff when it's always in your face too. Have you experienced that? Like, I don't know if you've had a rough game and like people messaging you being like... Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can have a good game when I get sprayed. Like I used to, I screen them, screenshot them all the time and send them to the boys. Like, because I don't really care. Like it takes yeah, a fair yeah. bit to get in like to rattle me or get inside my head. Most of the time I just think it's funny. But yeah, my my game after the Titans, like I was ripped apart last year. My first one that I played, like I played well and I was ripped apart from blokes spraying me like every the game I've played. The Titans game. Yeah. Last oh, year, my bro. first one. Yeah. I get I get ripped apart after every single game. I could I could play well and I get ripped apart. I, there's always somebody that doesn't like me or doesn't like saying that I've done and I get ripped apart. But that's just like I think I feel like that's just life. Like you're not everyone's cup of tea. You're not gonna not everyone's gonna like you. So you just gotta cop it on the chin. I, I think it's funny because I don't take myself too seriously. You have to. But... You have to think it's. You just have to think it's funny. But like, yeah, I just. I just don't. Yeah. Know I can't believe people have that much energy to like pick up their phone. Like, let me yeah, message like, this guy. And yeah. Like... For me, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know you from a bar of soap, and but you feel like you can message me and spray me for a game of football, like it's a game. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it is what it is, man. Every, everybody's weird. Like, I get them all the time. I get re- weird ones that people, like, add me to group chats, like, people I don't know. Like, oh, really? on Facebook. Like, you know, you get your message requests on Facebook. Like, yeah. I've, I've been added to like, heaps of random group chats. Like, I don't know these people. I'm not friends with them. And then Instagram, I get, like, you message request and that. There's always, like, weird people in there, like, spraying me. Like, it is what it is, like. Get people like because my profile's open, like it's a public. Yeah. Like their comments on your photos spraying you. I'm like, okay, I just don't. I would never do that. I, I think that's just me, but I'd never publicly spray someone. No, so for everybody to see, like it's just not gonna. Could always end bad for you. Like, like say if you get posted on something or your boss yeah. sees it or something like that, see you spraying someone, carrying on like an idiot. Like it can't look good for you, but. No one's saying that shit in person either. Like, no, not at all. They'll ask for a photo or ask for something. It's just like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, it's, I feel like that happens to everybody. You just gotta stop fucking up people's multis, bro. That's yeah. (laughs) I've had a couple of those. I think, yeah, I had one this year actually when, um, I don't know who we're playing, but I kicked a field goal. We're only up 10 points. I thought we're up 12 and I kicked the field goal right at the end of the game. And it was like, we're up 11 and like somebody had us like six to 10 or something. Yeah, six to ten or something like that, or they had us thirteen plus, and they were like, "Why didn't you try go for a try?" And I was like, "Oh, I care about what your bet is. Like, yeah. I don't really give a fuck. It doesn't bother me at all." <laughs> Carrying on like I generally could not care. Oh, but that's funny. it is what it is. Everybody just wants to carry on sometimes. Yeah. No, bro. Thanks for the time. I've got a couple just questions to like finish off, yeah. and then I'll, I'll let all you good. go. Uh, all good. So they're just a couple of fun ones. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. footy player growing up as a kid. Um, probably Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. This is this is like a question that I've kind of wanted to. Uh, this is just a fun question for me because people always talk <laughs> about like who is your favorite player or like whatever. I'm more interested yeah. in something like this. So, what would be your all-time dream edge to play with? So, like, give yourself a second rower, a center, a winger, a fullback yeah, if you okay. want. Like, so that's yeah. your edge. Like, what's your dream edge to play with all time? Um all time eh so edge would probably be oh, it's a tough one um probably matt gillette to be honest with you just because yeah. like i 
my prime of footy was when he was killing it and he was yeah. like one of the best edges in the world. Um, center, oh, that's another tough one. Probably GI. Probably can't go past GI on that in that position. And then wing, um, Jarrell Yao Yi. Oh, yeah. Probably. Nice. Just because, like, you give the ball to any one of them and they can make something happen. Like, yeah, yeah. probably. And that's that was the Queensland edge that I grew up watching pretty yeah. much because it would have been Gillette, Thurston, um, Yao Yi and Inglis. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. Probably, that's probably why that is for me because it was just something that I've always watched. Think, they, dom- they dominated for eight years or yeah. whatever it was. I think Hodges would have been that side though. Yeah, oh, either way. But yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. it's just hard to part, toss up GI yeah. and he was one of the best in, best center to play the game and one of the best fullbacks to ever play. So yeah, for sure. it's a tough one. And then if I had to pick a fullback, yeah, Billy Slater. Yeah, Billy Slater by a mile, by a mile. No one even comes close. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Teddy's pretty good. I like, every time I watch Teddy, I'm like, this guy is a freak. But Billy Slater was just something different, eh? Yeah, I feel like you can sort of tell how technical Billy was now that he's a coach. Yeah. Like you sort of see a different side of him where apparently he was like that his whole career. Like he was so diligent and would watch video all the time, know how to manipulate certain yeah. defenders. And like, that's not something every player knows how to do or can knows how to, like, is that smart to do it? Like, I don't, I barely ever watch video. I only watch the video that I get shown. And he yeah. would have been, like, he'd do it in his spare time, like going to watch how to manipulate defenders and how best way to score tries. And so that you can see hearing that, you know why he was so good at what he does because he was just yeah. a freak. Yeah, well, I, I was listening because uh, Denny Camp has Cam Smith come on his podcast every week. Yeah. And I yeah. think it was Cam Smith talking about it. Like, like he was obviously the hooker and the captain and for that Melbourne team, Queensland, Australia and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like from the outside looking in, it might kind of seem like, oh, that would that could be the guy that could be the head coach. Like the guy that's kind of been in that head role. But apparently yeah. like Billy Slater is just like another, just that another level higher. Like he would always be the guy that was going to be the next coach. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you, you, certain players you can know are like that. Like Renault would be a really good coach. Like he, he will be. A, I feel like he wants to be a coach and he will be a good coach. But then you look at other good players like Cooper Cronk would be similar. I feel like he'd yeah. be a good coach because he's so smart about it. But other players you just look at and you think like, no way. Like you just they just don't have that personality or like they're just yeah. not like that. How would you go coaching? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably not very good. Yeah. I, like I'd enjoy to be like an assistant or something, but not a head coach. Like head coaches, like I, I'd, I'd not like to be mates with everyone. Where like as a head coach, you've got to be mates with them, but like it'd be hard if you're really good mates with someone to tell them that oh we don't want to resign you, yeah, or like yeah. you're getting dropped this week. So like you've sort of got to have that level of like I don't know what the word would be or how to say it, but you've got to sort of have that level of friendship where it's not like you use a mate and you can chat, but you aren't going to see each other and go to coffees. On your yeah. days off, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> okay, yeah. Two more questions. Uh, yeah. Who's the last person you'd want to do a run it straight challenge with at the Broncos? Flags. That's fair. Tom Flagler. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's just not him, pain. Well, pain, not so much. Oh, to be fair, I wouldn't I mean, want to run yeah, him, and I wouldn't want him to tackle me either. Him, those two, or Paddy Carey. Actually, yeah. or Kobe Hetherington. Kobe Hetherington is pretty hectic as He's, well. He likes to fold the guy in a tackle. Eh? He just yeah. But it, if I had to pick one, it'd be Flegs, just because he's like crazy sometimes. Like yeah. 
gets angry and like he wants to hurt you. <laughs> and he's done it. He's done it me to me a few times, like at training. Like he does. It's just like he flicks a switch and it's just like murder, kill, hurt. <laughs> and he's, he comes away with it too. But yeah, he's probably the one I would hate to run at him. Yeah, nice. And who's the one that you'd have no trouble with? Um, Billy Walters or another <laughs> half or Renault, Renault, some yeah. one of the other halves. Yeah, one of the other halves. I think Terps, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I yeah, pick nice. someone that's smaller than me. It's a bit easier. Nice. Oh, actually, I got one more. What's What's the yeah. biggest thing you've gotten? You the, the biggest lesson you've learned from Reynolds? Um, biggest lesson. Um, that's a good one. Wouldn't it? I don't know if it's more of a lesson, but it's how he handles himself on the field. Obviously, if you saw how I was last year, like I was pretty frantic a lot. Like I was, felt like I was running around constantly, like sprinting, yelling at people, pointing, like going a bit crazy. Where he's so, yeah, right. Like if I'm frantic, then the people around me are going to be frantic because he's so calm. Like he, he still does the same things I was doing, but he's more calm about it. And, he, and yeah. the other, like the players around him are more calm, so they're not stressed about catching the ball or what they've got to do. He's real, I guess, assertive with what he does, but he never gets frantic about it. Yeah, I guess no. it's not it's not really I guess that is sort of something I've learnt, but no, that's it's a, more that, something that's I've just lesson. I've just yeah, watched. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't really taught me. It's just something I've picked up from him playing with him and watching him play. Yeah, nice. No, I like that. No, thanks for your time, man. It's been fun. All good, bro. No stress. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, all good. Have a good one. Legend, bro. Catch you later. Cheers, bro. See ya. Bye.